Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ah! I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After the excursion in the forest, the boys go to trial for Patrick West. After presenting the injuries that Rob Strong sustained, the judge agrees to let Patrick off on parole, under the stipulation that he is not to leave until the new killer is found. The boys then attempt to hatch a plot to turn in Rob once he turns into a werewolf. In the meantime, they deliver a message to Patrick's family letting them know to meet him at the mansion and get Millie's location. According to Patrick, he was last seen in a place called Isolde's Crest. They then meet back up with Monique on her way back from her assignment for Hagatha, who informs them that she found a letter at Gary's house. A letter stating that Gary's father has died. I do declare, your honor is back in session. Well, Gary's dad is dead. Wait, why am I gasping? I no, barely know Gary. Do I don't think I know Gary's dad either, but I'll gasp for politeness. <gasps> Who is this Gary? A traitor. A not nice person. Very strange fellow. Every time I saw him, he ran away, tried to attack me. <laughs> Seemed like a nice enough guy, though. Well, yeah, so point is, uh... I got this letter, and she hands it to you, Thomas. I I don't know if we want to do anything about that, or... Uh, Open it, I suppose. Yeah, it's in your hands. All right, I'll I'll open it. Here we go. Okay. You open the letter, and you see it is handwritten in black ink on a pretty regular piece of parchment. And it's a pretty long letter. It reads, To my sweet Gary, I know it's been quite some time since we've spoken. I miss you terribly. Not a day goes by that I don't wonder how my boy is doing. I know I wasn't always perfect. Far from it. As I grow older, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on the choices I've made. My failures. My triumphs. And I wonder what your journey has been like. What you look like now. Who you settled down with. What my grandchildren are like. 
I'm sure the simple act of receiving this letter has you confused. Truth is, I had someone track you down a few years ago, but I never had the courage to come by myself. I still don't. I don't like to be where I'm not welcome. But our times on this plane are limited, and I'm now facing my own mortality. In recent years, your father and I had a bit of a falling out. I wasn't happy with where my life had ended up, and I decided I still had time left to live. So I started fresh. I'm working as a nurse in the town of Giant's Path, on the north shore of the Opal Coast. It's given me a lot of perspective. It feels good to be ushering new life into this world and helping keep others healthy. Be that as it may, your father was still a big part of my life. In his own way, he did care for me. And although he could be a brute, he cared for you too. And he's gone now. I'm not telling you how to feel about this, and I have no expectations, but he was my husband, and he will always be your father. Feel as we may, we can't erase that, and we can't spend our lives running. To heal, we need to confront the realities of our situation. We'll be holding his funeral on the 7th of winter, should you care to join. If not, I hope you'll consider indulging an old woman and stopping by so I can get to know my son again. I will love you always. Your mother, Sophia. So how exactly did you get this letter, Monique? I, I just told you. It feels like it's been like a really long time since I said this, but it was really only a couple of seconds ago. Anyways, Hagatha sent me to do that work at Green Barrow, and while I was there, she asked me to spy on Gary's house. Now, I told her he wasn't there, but I told her I didn't know where he went, which is true. Uh, she also asked me to look through his mail and forward everything to her, but the, uh, well, I found this and it seemed personal, so I kept it. Gotcha. Pardon my brief short-term memory loss. It seems like whenever you say something super climactic, I just, I blank out for like what feels like days or weeks or months, and then I come right back. But I, I'm all caught up now, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was a very pregnant pause. Maybe a, a couple of weeks, you know? Perhaps. I feel like a lot of things happen in other parts of the world during that little pause we took there. Anything could happen within a pause, within a moment even. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure the listeners will love this very meta commentary. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to pull out the email and see if Gary wrote anything. You don't see any messages from Gary. I mean, I'm sure he knows. Right. Or did this mail come after he left? I don't know if it says the funeral is going to be on the seventh of winter and it's the second now. I would assume that it got here kind of recently. No, perhaps. Hmm. Well, you could tell him if you want, Tyronicus. You may want to respond to us. We have something important to tell you. You look at the email and it gets erased and it says, what? Tell him his dad's dead. Should we maybe write like the letter out or something? We received a letter from your mom. Don't ask how we got it. Uh, would you like us to recite it to you? <laughs> this sounds like you're trolling him. Uh, P.S. Her name is Sophia. Uh, that's how you can tell that 
we actually have it because how else will know who your mother is? Uh, PSS, this is Tyronicus. PSS, you're a big stinky doo doo head. Um, PSSS. <laughs> um, and then I'm just gonna erase what Thomas wrote. It was like Thomas says hi. No, that's not what I said. You wait a bit, staring at the pad, and eventually it all gets erased, and it just says yes. And I'm gonna write out the letter. Okay. It's a pretty long letter, and so you have to write it in, like, really small font. Like, you you start writing it, and then you run out of space, and you erase it all again, and you write it again, and you run out of space again, like, right before the end, and you erase it, and then finally, uh, you've managed to do it small enough that the whole thing is printed on there. But, like, that's it. It takes up the entire pad. And then I'm gonna write, meet up? Question mark? No. Why would we do that? Right, no, from Thomas. Give me that. Let me let me write something. It's my turn. My turn. Yeah, Thomas, I would, but you know, darn thing just broke on me. Oh, <laughs> no. Ah, just as I was about to write something. I guess it must have had limited uses. That's what it seems like. Hmm. Good deducing assistance. So, what do we do now? We're going to find Millie. One of the wheels on Monique's caravan falls off. Ah! It doesn't fully fall off. Like, it kind of like... Eek! And she kicks it back in and, like, tightens the bolt. Ooh. All right, let's be careful saying that name, lest we uh, have to walk to our location. We're going to find the individual we seek. Very well. All right, so I guess I could start the drive. It's it's going to be, you said, a soldier's crest, right? Yes. It's going to be a little over a day, so we could probably take turns like we did before. Tyronicus, you want to... Oh, how about I keep you company up front, Monique? Make sure you don't fall asleep at the I'm going to hop up front, and then I'm just going to tell Richard, like, no, 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 I got it. Uh, why don't you hop in the back uh, with your nephew? No, you can catch up. Well, I, I think Monique would like to uh, pick my brain about my incredible legal skills. Uh, last I heard, you weren't a lawyer, correct? Who's hitting on who here? I'm very unclear uh, about I that. I mean, technically, I am a lawyer, because I mean, I'm the only one here that won a case. Well, you helped me win that case as my assistant. I mean, you have no evidence of that, so... I'm going to sleep in the back. Good night. I will sleep beside my nephew. Just keep a distance, please. I will sleep across from my nephew. Fair enough. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. <clears throat> and he, he opens the door and he says, assistance first. Yes, that's why I'm waiting for you. Oh, <laughs> I like your aspirational thinking, but no, no, please. No, that's quite all right after you. Oh, no, 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 after you. I would never go before an assistant. <laughs> uh, I'm sure one I day... I to push them into the okay. back of the thing. <laughs> yeah, you both get shoved in at the same time. Ouch! Ah. And Monique just kind of gives you, like, a side-eye glance, Tyronicus. All right, well, let's get going. And you mount up and begin the day or so's ride toward Isolde's Crest. We see Monique and Tyronicus at the reins. Uh, of course, you're laughing and chatting. Anything in particular? I talk with Monique about like some of the like adventures I've been on and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm basically like the magic version of James Bond. Roll a charisma check for me to see uh, how you fare. I rolled a 13. Uh, you tell her the story about how you retrieve this magical deck of cards from a cave at one point, and she's really interested, she's asking you questions, and then you kind of keep going on and you tell her stories, and then there are other times where she's just like, uh-huh. Oh, no way. 
Wow, that's crazy. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it alternates like that, but overall, nothing bad, nothing great. Uh, just a, a regular conversation. As for Thomas and Richard, you guys are in the cabin, and you do your best to get some shut-eye. Although, the chill of winter makes it a bit difficult, as you find yourself shivering through the night. The next morning, as the sun is dawning, you feel the carriage come to a slow stop. Monique and Tyronicus come around and open the door, and Monique says, Uh, fellas, we got a bit of a situation. What is it? Uh, just have a look. I'm looking. Very well. You step out of the carriage, and on the road ahead of you, in the dim glow of the early morning, you see a town. A town on fire. Smoke billows high up into the sky. A number of homes and other structures in this small town blaze in a raging fire. A support beam gives way, and you hear distant screams as a roof caves in. Then, rounding a corner, you see three people in what seems to resemble reclaimer armor, like the ones you saw in the Western Orgaic courthouse. They are crouched, grasping weapons and moving silently, communicating through hand signals. From out of one of the burning buildings, you see a hunched, black humanoid being emerge. Its face is featureless, and it has long, black claws. The three reclaimers focus in on it and charge. They seem to have the upper hand on it as it walks with its back toward them. However, once they get close, you see one of the reclaimers let out a yelp. And stumble to the ground. The other two seem to wince, their steps hitching, but they keep running. Hearing the scream, the creature turns its head, and you see large black eyes glaring at one of the reclaimers as they stop dead in their tracks and topple over. The last charging soldier runs on and stabs into it with a spear. Their weapon now lodged in the hunched creature, it takes a hand and grabs the reclaimer by the throat, raising them up and staring into their eyes as you see them kick, almost shrinking in size as they wither and turn pale before the creature tosses their lifeless husk to the ground. The reclaimer that tripped seems to be writhing in pain and convulsing, almost paralyzed, and the creature walks up to them bending lower to the ground, and swiftly slashing its claws across their neck. We're halfway there. Oh, yay. This, this is the Halftime Ad. With Nikki B. I love halftimes. Don't care what kind of balls they're for. Everyone loves playing with balls. Soccer balls, footballs, basketballs, meatballs. But I think it's time we stop forcing field kicks and penalty lines and kickdowns on our balls and start listening to what the balls want. All right? And what they want is today's sponsor, Manscaped. But don't take it from me. Hear it from the balls themselves. 
Let me just try to reposition myself so that way it is uh, not as hot for you down there. And um, the peen is going to flop a bit to reposition uh, away from the balls. No! Oh, oh, you put pubes all over me. Pubes still crying. You're getting water all over me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't control it. I haven't been trimmed in years. Oh, call someone help me. I can't breathe. <laughs> You're tugging at me. No, no, no. Mr. and Mr. Ball, it is not the pubes fault. It is absolutely our freaking caretaker that is above us up in uh, the cooler area of course they have to wear undergarments pants and sheets and comforters it tugs at me my life is horrible i just want to die well if we have anything to do with it mon cher you will be gone before the night is out (gasps) really you can promise that on me Absolutely. And then the dick is just going to start thrashing and like furiously getting hard and then soft to like whip its head up and down against the stomach of the sleeping man. Get up. Wake up, you peasant. What the shit? I start tugging at the pants to make it very uncomfortable. Good morning, monsieur. Or should I say good evening because it has not been good for any of us down here. You need to do something about this. Guys, it's late. What do you want me to do? Kill me! Shave the pubes! My husband and I run hot! We need a little fresh air down here. You could at least sleep nude. I don't <laughs> want to live anymore, please. At oh, least, God, come on. The least oh, you it's... can do is just make me a cool shape. Oh, darling, you're sagging. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Shut up, shut up. Stop, 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 stop. Stop. Shut up. Fuck. I'm gonna get out of bed. Toss the covers off. Take off the pants. Look, is that, is that better? Is that at least a little better, a little cooler, please? I just don't... No, no, pubes are still crying all over us. Pubes have got to go. God, I don't have... Monsieur, I have the perfect solution for you. Have you ever seen the advertisements for Manscaped? Manscaped? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it, yes. Darling, I took the liberty to order us one online, it just came in the mail. It is called the Lawnmower 4.0. How? How? It is going to change all of our lives. How did you do that? I have so many questions as to how you, of all things, well, did that. Well, remember how you're so lonely and you open up your laptop to do that thing with me okay. every once in all a while? Right. Well, I think I would um, notice. And you sleep afterwards. I... I took I took into a, I took the liberty of doing a little bit of typing on the internet while you took a snooze. I have so many. I still have so many questions. How, 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 did, how did you pay for it? How did you even pay for it? Well, don't worry, my darling. I used nature's credit card. Um, but I also used code DRIMBUS to get a nice, healthy discount. Oh. 20% off. Now shave this bastard, <laughs> Will it be painful for me? Will I have ingrown hairs as my legacy? 
Not at all, my darlings. Don't worry, you will be gone painlessly. <gasps> How wonderful. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. I'm in the bathroom. I see... Damn, you ordered a lot. That's a lot. That's... What is this? The lawnmower? I got you that full kit, baby. No, no, I see. It's nice. Hey, hey, you got good taste. Of course I have good taste. I'm French. Monsieur Koch, did you get me the deodorant? I certainly did. It is a marvelous thing. It's the crop preserver. That is the ball deodorant. Oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, ooh. Oh, smells pretty good. It has, says, like, anti-chafing. Hurry! Life is torture! Okay, okay, all right, all right. Here, um, so just the lawnmower. Just this lawnmower, yeah? That is right, just go for it. Just go to town. Maybe put on one of those nice little guide blades for your first time, just to be on the safe side. All right, how's, how's that? How? Yay! The end is near! All right, the... Okay. Or, or is it the shine on the razor? I don't know. Don't you fret, Monsieur Marius. I don't feel any pain. A little. You have, you have a, you have a, you have a beautiful voice. Lawnmower could hardly hurt me. Now. This kind of feels. This feels wrong now. You're singing. You're here. Oh. That's all I need to know. Okay, um... And you will keep me safe. And you will hold me Okay, to... goodbye, goodbye. And, and he just starts shaving. He just shaves. I guess that's why we're both French and British. <laughs> Don't worry, you will not be Les Miserables for much longer now. So go ahead, show your balls some love. Give them a little love. Fawn kiss goodnight. Maybe dress them up in a dapper bow tie and top hat with 20% off and free shipping when you use code DRIMBUS. That's DRIMBUS at manscaped.com. And now our balls want to give a special thank you to some special people. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta Benier, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emerson Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Conair on DVD, NB Star, Stevie B Keys, Doubtful Guests, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Denny, Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Will Woodwall, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, Punky Goat, Twiglets, Joanna, Westberger, Stan Sitzman, Kia Green, Aaron Adams, my God, I'm so happy to see the amount of people that I have to say their names for. All right, get back in there. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please 
Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi Western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? Metal, literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Good law, what the hell is that? Assistance, what do we do? Uh, should we back away slowly, or...? Uh, we, we could do our best. I, I mean, it's kind of a, a loud carriage being made out of metal and everything, but I, I, I think that might be our best choice. We can head back, take a different route. What town is that? Roll a history check for me. Have any? That's a critical fail. It doesn't matter if I have history. You got, you got no clue, and uh, neither does Monique. Monique's like, I, I'm, not, I'm really not quite sure. Uncle? Ah, yes. It is a small town. They call it Smalton. Smalton. Really? Yes, of course. Are you making this up? No. Why would I do that? I, good point. All right, let's get out of here. You hear a scream from inside the town. <laughs> oh. Should we help them, though? Uh, Do you have any water spells, Tyronicus? I don't I don't know what that thing is, and, and I'm not opposed to helping people, but, I mean, it kind of looked like it literally killed someone with a stare. So, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how equipped we are for that. Uh, as much as I would love to help people, that thing looks very, very strong. Are we going to just abandon them, though? Uh, econ mission... We could go around the perimeter and see if there's anyone we could scoop up before we get out of here. We can try. All right. Uh, Monique, you stay here with the carriage. Tyronicus and I will circle around uh, and see if we could find anyone to bring along. Okay. Sounds like a plan. What should I do? Uh, I mean, I will supervise you from here. That's a good idea. All right, let's go. All right, assistance. Good luck. Thanks. Okay. So you are attempting to run around the perimeter of the town uh, and see if there's anyone you can scoop up. We're just going to try to avoid the thing and see if we can help anybody. Okay, I'm going to let you roll your stealth checks with advantage because you can see the thing. I mean, you're still a decent ways away. Like, it could see you from here, but probably only if you made, like, a loud noise. Otherwise, it seems like its attention is currently on the town. So you guys can kind of come and, like, just keep your distance as best you can. So go ahead and roll stealth checks for me with advantage. 18. 23. Okay, not bad. You see it moving towards the left, and you guys skirt around the right edge of town. And you see this thing is moving. It is shrouded in kind of darkness wherever it goes. And there are a number of people in this town. You, as you come closer, the fire rages and you smell uh, the scent of burning flesh. It is an acrid smell. And sure enough, in some of the buildings, you see the charred remains of 
many, many people. There are homes here. There are what look like other sort of shops, taverns, that sort of thing. It's a small town, but it looks like it's, it's like a pit stop town where if you're on your way somewhere else, this is likely a place where you might stop for the night. And so there are a couple of vendors as well as people who live in the area. And you see one of the ones, the roof that you had seen collapse earlier, is just completely gone. This creature enters a building, and you begin to hear screams emanating from in there. You are currently on the other side of town, so they're entirely muffled as you hear it. And then within seconds, it just drops silent. These are fearful, violent screams that then just are snuffed out. And as you run up towards kind of the northern edge of town, you actually see an Aarakocra woman. So this woman that kind of looks uh, like an eagle with a small child, and she seems to be clasping her hand over her her child's beak and saying, shh, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And then they turn and see you and kind of freeze in their tracks. Uh, ma'am, ma'am, come here. We're here to help. Let's go. You're not with that thing, are you? No, 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 certainly not. Let's, we need to go. Let's go. Okay. All right. Billy, come here. Billy, come, 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 come. Uh, Billy, Billy. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Whew, that was scary. Uh, <laughs> she takes her child by the hand and crouches and... The building she's leaning against is on fire, but she leans against it, kind of peeks around the corner, makes sure the creature isn't there, and dashes across the clearing to you guys. She says, hi, my name's Maria. Hi, Maria. And baby Billy, with a B, with a capital B. Actually, it's a lowercase B. It feels feels a little more stylish that way. B-I-L-L-I-E. Okay, lowercase B. Billy. Soft B. Not Billy, but Billy. Yeah. Billy and Maria, we gotta go. Do you know if there's anyone else in town left alive? Uh, I, I'm not sure. This thing just showed up and it's only been here a couple of minutes. And and the whole town just kind of got wrecked. Okay, uh, let's go, Tyronicus. Time to go. All right. Come this way. And then we're gonna, like, sneak them out of here. All right, you guys begin sneaking your way back around town. Roll another stealth check for me. That's a 20. 26. Okay. You guys begin making your way out of town. You do so successfully. However, on your way out, you see out of one of the burning buildings, an orc runs out. And he sees you and he goes, Hey, wait, 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 wait. We need help. We need help. He's hobbling on one leg and then you hear him scream. He goes, It's almost like he's getting stabbed or something. Like he's feeling intense pain. But you don't see anything like affecting him and he falls to his knees just screaming "Ah, help help and he's holding his hands out towards you guys asking you for help and then from around the corner of one of the buildings you see that beast appear you guys are most of the way to the carriage you can continue running run roll dexterity checks for me to see how quickly you can make it oh god 12. 16. Okay. So you guys start running. Little Billy and Maria are kind of running with you. And she goes, oh no, Jeremiah. Oh. Uh, and she uh, she keeps running. And you see Jeremiah screaming, as this creature kind of comes up behind him. And it's almost like the closer he gets, the more he screams. And the creature puts its long black claws on Jeremiah's head, turns it to face him, and just stares into his eyes. And you see him go, huh? 
and he falls to the ground, dead. The creature then looks up and sees you running toward the carriage in the distance. You have quite the lead on it. You get the feeling that unless this thing can run very quickly, you can probably turn this carriage and run. Which uh, Monique sees you coming. She goes, okay, okay, are we running? Are we running? Well, start the carriage. Let's go. Let's <laughs> start, start it up. Let's okay, go. okay. She starts whipping her two horses in here. <laughs> As the horses warm up for you. She begins turning the carriage around. You see Richard opens the carriage door and kind of ushers you guys in. As the carriage is in motion, Maria jumps in. Billy jumps in. Let's go. Move, move, move. Let's go. Jump in. You all hop into the back. And the carriage turns around and begins ripping as fast as it can down the road. And you stare through the little window in the back as this creature just kind of stands there staring at you. As you retreat further down the road. Wait, can I stick my middle finger up at him as we're going off in the distance? Yes, you can. (laughs) Bitch. Okay. And you make it off down the road and Maria goes, oh my god. Billy, Billy, are you okay? And she's putting her hands on, on Billy's face. And Billy goes, yeah, Mom, I'm okay. Oh, my God, I, I was so worried. And she hugs him tight. She goes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem, ma'am. I'm just happy your son's name is Billy. We would have had to have made a terrible moral decision if it was one letter different. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Um, but <laughs> do you know why that creature appeared? Or why he chose that town? I have no clue. We were sleeping. It was the middle of the night. And then we heard this really loud crash and we came out and one of the buildings was on fire. My my husband, he, uh, he, he ran to fight it. He's a reclaimer and, and he, he just dropped dead. Next thing we know, I mean, the whole town was gone. So sorry for your loss. It didn't look like it was even touching anything. Yeah, no, it, it just looks like it was almost draining the soul out of people. Or, I don't know, I've never seen anything like it. Or have I? History check? Uh, sure, you're welcome to roll a history or a nature check for me. I'm going to choose a history check. Maybe I read a book on it or something. Okay. Uh, that's a 13. Because, you know, I do be researching dark creatures and stuff sometimes, you know. Okay, roll with advantage, but it's uh, the thing I'm debating about giving you. I'll let you roll with advantage, but it will still be a very high DC. Alright. Well, come on, baby! Alright, um, does a 17 count? You don't recall ever having seen anything <laughs> like that beast. Higher than 17? However... Something about its shape or its appearance, like, it's like something's on the tip of your tongue. You don't know what, like, maybe you're just kind of insane, but you're like, something about that is striking some manner of chord. Uh, but try as you might, you can't remember anything. Okay. It's almost there, like, uh, I cannot remember it. So you're saying this thing came out of nowhere, like nowhere. I mean, I was asleep when it showed up, so I don't know. And what's your town called again? Uh, Smalton. Wow, you weren't bullshitting me, uncle. Good job. Haha. Uh, he looks very pleased, very smug, very pleased, almost like he's a little surprised. <laughs> uh, Maria, I... I mean, we'll take care of you, of course, but, uh, I'm really sorry you... Yeah, for your loss... 
I I don't know quite what to do next, Monique. That was the way we needed to go. Monique is kind of like shouting at you through like a little window slot because she's uh, driving the caravan outside. She goes, well, we, we can actually take a, a, a different path. Uh, it'll take us maybe a little bit longer, but it should be fine. We can kind of circumvent the town. Hopefully that thing doesn't wander too far uh, south. But as far as, uh, sorry, I, I think I overheard Maria and uh, Billy, was it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I, I don't know that we want to bring them with us to uh, where we're going. So maybe we drop them off somewhere nearby? Sure. Uh, where's the nearest town we're going to? Uh, well, sh- should be something else on the way. Is there anything we could do for you folk? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't, uh, I, I, I don't know. This is, it's just a lot to process. I'm, I, I feel like I'm still in shock, but if you could just leave me somewhere where, where Billy will be safe, I, I'm sure we can sort our stuff out from there. Should we leave them somewhere though? Like what if that creature, like, it obliterated a town. What if it goes to the next town? And then the next, like... Maria shudders at the thought. I mean, right, Monique? I mean, you're not wrong. Unless we're going to go way out of our way to take them somewhere far, then I suppose they could be in danger anywhere near here. Tyronicus, what... I don't know if we could just keep going with that thing on the loose. What do you suppose that we do? I don't... Like, the two of us would be able to take it out? We haven't really tried magic on it. Nor did the Reclaimers, it didn't seem like. We haven't, but it was also killing people, but it looks like just looking at them. And are you sure that you can die again? I mean, I think I'm pretty pretty locked in. I, I think I'm good. <laughs> Personally. Well, would you happen to have any magics that works well against maybe evil creatures or the undead. Uh, actually, I think I'm immune against the undead. Really? Or I take less damage against the undead. Resistant? Resistant, that's the word. I believe you deal more damage to the undead. Is and I deal more damage to them. Uh, I wouldn't say and. <laughs> and or, you know. You gain resistance to radiant damage and have advantage on attack rolls against fiends and undead. Aha, uh-huh, there it is. Is this thing undead? You can roll a nature check for me to see if you were able to decipher that. Okay. 16. You're not certain, but you get the feeling it might, it very well might be. You're more inclined to think it is than it isn't, but you're not certain. Okay. Well, I could do some damage on it. How high was that nature check again? 16. Okay. I All I'm going to tell you, and like you were able to see this with your own eyes, it looks very powerful. I feel as though some divine grace is telling me we're not meant to fight this thing now, so let's keep going. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you see a little a level number appear above the enemy's head. <laughs> ah, level 50. <laughs> not yet. I mean, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just letting you know if you decide to do that, you will definitely have your work cut out for you. I see. We're going to keep going. It's probably for the best. <laughs> All right. But we should probably bring Maria and Billy with a B with us. I do think that that thing might not be after them specifically. No, but it's clearly destroying anything in its path, so we're just trying to avoid it going to the path where we're going. That's fair. But we still gotta make our way to you-know-who in a timely fashion. Yes, so let's keep going. You said there's another path, Monique? 
Yeah, there is. So, there'll be some towns, although I will say, uh, you know, it'll be kind of near-ish where they just were. So, I don't know if we want to go out of our way to drop them off, if we maybe want to go do our business, maybe tell them to wait in the carriage and drop them off somewhere further later. I think we should... Oh, you, you tell me, Maria. What do you what do you want to do? You, you ever wanted to move anywhere? Uh, I don't think I'm equipped to make this decision right now. I, I suppose I'll trust your judgment. Let's just bring them with us for now. All right. Fair. Until we can find a safe place for them. And you continue on your way toward Isolde's Crest. It takes a couple of extra hours as you kind of backtrack, take a different path. Uh, you skirt through a number of small towns on the way. And then you get the feeling you reconvene onto a different portion of the road that you were previously on later. And you continue. Now, inside the cabin, uh, you see at one point Richard is just kind of awkwardly sitting there with his arms crossed. And he looks at Thomas and he goes, uh... So, Thomas, uncle, what did you, uh, get up to, sport? What? What did you get up to? Whoa. I think he's trying to bond with you. What are you talking about, uncle? Y- you know, it's, well, it's been a little while. How have you been? Pretty good. My parents died. You abandoned me. I became a lawyer, and now we're here. Yes, yes, but besides that... What do you do for fun? I read. I drink coffee. Mm, Yes, very nice. Uh, He he gestures at Tyronicus, and he says, Are you two... And he kind of, like, raises a a little, like, limperist. I, like, put my arm around Monique. I'm like, what do you think? Uh, Monique is outside of the carrot, like oh, she's in the front. <laughs> he reaches through the window and does this. He's <laughs> like, have you met Monique? No, um, um, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm Oh, well, not, I mean, I you, know. you know, you said you weren't a lawyer, so I just assumed that since you were traveling together that, you know. No, um, we just got put into a very interesting predicament and we happen to be traveling together. I see. I'm a skeleton. I don't know what my sexuality is. I don't know what my sexuality is. I just like to bone. <laughs> uh, he looks at you, Tyronicus, and he goes, Well, what is your deal, then? What, what do you mean? What's, you know, what's, what's your deal? What's good? How familiar are you with an organization called LEP? I love that this is Tyronica's opening line for every social interaction. <laughs> I don't know who knows anything, bro. Um, I... Lep? I'm not... Hmm, not at all, actually. Right, uh, so I'm gonna, like, take out my badge, I'm gonna cast Minor Illusion, and I'm just gonna be like, I'm actually a, a uh, traveling inspector, and I go around inspecting people's wares. That's pretty, that's pretty... And Billy, like, just grabs the badge after you cast Minor Illusion on it, and he starts shaking it, he's like, what? That's cool. Yeah, it's great. I'm just going to take it back. So anyway, yeah, I am an inspector of magical artifacts. And so I've just been traveling around and somehow we got caught up with um, these guys. Ah, very well. So I'm sure that phylactery is of great interest to you then. Very much so. 
Yes, well, you have it, right, Tyronicus? I do have it. I need a container for this. <laughs> well, I suppose we'll be putting it to good use soon. Hey, Billy. Yeah? Check this out. And uh, you know the magic trick where you, like, pretend like you're taking your thumb off? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually going to take my thumb off. <laughs> yeah. Look at this, Billy. Whoa. Uh, he, he grabs the thumb out of your hand and he oh, like, shows it to his mom. <laughs> I need Whoa. that back. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Yes, dear. Yes. Yes. Here you go. Uh, and Maria, like, puts it near your hand and it attaches like a, like a magnet onto the rest of it. Thank you. Billy, look, I got my nose. I yank off my nose. <laughs> I mean, you don't really have a nose. Oh, that's true. Look, Billy, <laughs> I got my own nose. I'll never go back. That's a little bit less cool. That's all right. I, I had one good one. That's pretty good, though. Good job. Thanks. Billy tries to high-five you. Whoa. Pretty strong. Oh, well, thank you. I have been lifting. Yeah. Fifteen... what? You know. <laughs> just the pause! He just blinks at you. I blink back. <laughs> You're pretty good at staring. Thanks. I'm actually undefeated as of a few days ago. Can I challenge you? Sure. One, two, three, go. He blinks. I win. <laughs> Can I have a rematch? Yes. One, two, three, go. <laughs> he blinks even faster this time. I win. One more time. Let's go. One, two, three, go. And we continue on our way toward Isolde's Crest <laughs> as many steroid matches are had. <laughs> This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps and TJ Berry as Tyrannicus. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, moon base, 
wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, the bits they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta, out.